0: 12, then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they were come in, they went up in the upper room where abode Peter, James, and John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon and and Judas the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. In those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said the number of the names together were about 120. Men and brethren this scripture must be Needs be fulfilled which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas which was the guide to them that took Jesus for he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry now this man purged the field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong he burst asunder in the midst and his bowels dust out and was known all the dwellers of Jerusalem Inasmuch mean, much that the field is called in the proper tongue Asadama, that's to say the field of blood for it is written in the book of the Psalms let the habitation be desolate and let no man dwell therein and his bishopric let another take Lord thank you for the sunshine thank you for the blue sky thank you for this white beautiful carpet out there sometimes it's green other time it's brown but now it's beautiful and white outside thank you for being with us this morning we thank you for all things bless this word Bless them that hear the word of God. We're in your midst, and you're in the midst of us. In Jesus' name, anoint us right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You may be seated. I want to ask you a question this morning. And I know you chose to be in church this morning. And I salute you for being in church. And I salute you. For being in the house of the Lord. I know you could have been in your bed sleeping. Or you could be doing other stuff. Well, you can't mow your garden because there's no way to mow the garden out there. It's just too cold for that. But you're in the house of the Lord. But the question I want to ask you this morning where would you rather be? On the potter's field or in the harvest field? Where would you rather be? in the potter's field or in the harvest field. I'm not sure if you notice here there was a name missing in chapter 1 of the book of Acts in verse 12 to 14. How oftentimes people read that chapter read those verses and have not noticed the change in the census. Everybody is present. Now, I want you to notice also the sequence of the names as they are laid out. Now, you may not know this, but the names of the apostles are mentioned in John and also in Matthew and Mark, etc. Especially in Matthew chapter 10, you go there right now and look. You'll find Jesus, the Bible said, chose men to whom he would later call apostles. Men that would be with them. Men that he would spend time sleeping with. Walking with. Eating with. And everything he had to do, he would involve them. And when you read it, I wonder if you ever noticed the sequence of the names. Well, let me tell you, when you notice the names, how they are written. They are put in divine order based on their relationship with Jesus. The closer they are to him, the higher the reference of their name. And every time the names are listed, Judas' name is last. His name is always last on the list. The Bible don't tell us too much about their prior lives before Jesus called them. A few of them, it's well known by their occupation, what they were involved in. And uh, the Lord will mention sometimes who their parents are, who their dad happens to be. And it's not a mistake when God tells you, this is his dad. This is her dad or their dad or whatever. It has... A significance. And the Bible know that Judas had a father. Of course he had a father. He was born like you and I. And he was <coughs> numbered, the Bible said, with the twelve. That means God had good plans for their life. Now, God may have good plans for your life, but you may never materialize it. It might be the will of God that great things be done through you, by you, and for you, and for his kingdom, but it may never become a reality. It's a matter of relationship. How close are you to Jesus? How far are you following Jesus? It's always in that divine order when Christ was to be transfigured, you could tell who he took with him. Peter, James, and John. They were close to Jesus. I'm going to tell you right now in this church this morning, you're not all the same proximity to Jesus. Now, you may think you are, but you're not. You have different length of relationship with Jesus. Some of you are arm's length and some of you are a bosom friend. And some of you, amen, seem as God, and some seem as the husband, and some seem as Lord, and some seem as a rabbi. It's a matter of relationship. Now, the Bible knows that God chose them all. Jesus Christ said, I have chosen you, and you did not choose yourself. I don't even think this morning I chose to come to church. I think God put it in my mind to come to church. I think God put it in your mind to come to church. You say, I don't believe that. I don't think so, my friend. God did put it in your mind to come to church. It's not just whether you believe it or not. It's a fact. No man come to me except the Spirit draws him. There is a spirit of God that moves in the earth that bring us to God. Now, everybody that comes to God don't become a disciple. Everybody who comes to God don't become a believer. But still, the spirit of God, there's a magnetism about him that draws. And I feel sorry for those who don't feel that tug all that magnetism that pulled them toward Jesus and some are just repelled by him and others are, are pulled towards him. Amen. And some people are, are in the kingdom and some are not too far from the kingdom. But these men are chosen by the Holy Ghost for special relationship, for special privileges. Now I'm telling you right now you have to live up to be worthy this divine calling. Paul said, walk worthy of this calling. It's a matter of the price you put on it. Now, when we look at the Bible, I notice these men have strange names. And every so often, God said, look up their name. There's a message in the name. Look and see why they're called what they're called. Because they're not like us today, who just name kids anyway we feel like you know, we're trying to be the strain of the weirdness, the word you know, out there, some outlandish name, and so we give kids weird names, nobody can pronounce them, and they're somewhere, but not so in the Bible, God in the Bible, when they call you a name, it reflects who you are. His name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. His name shall be called John, because he shall give us knowledge of repentance and remission of sin. So they didn't just didn't have any kind of name like we do today, but there was specific name. Now, if you look at the 12 tribes of Israel, the way God lists their n- names in divine order. First is by birth order, and then later is by relationship order. God lists those names, amen. Based on significance. And so when I look at the 12, my question is, he planned to put them where? He said, I come to do my father's business. Obviously, he called them away from whatever they were doing to follow him to get involved in the father's business. Amen. One time he said, I am sent, so send I you. Amen. He was trying to transfer into those men his skill, his knowledge, and his attitude, which would determine their altitude with Almighty God. So he called them. He chose them. But it was up to them to be faithful. I like Revelation the way it puts it. Called, chosen, faithful. God cannot be responsible for the third aspect of that situation he can call you he can choose you but you may choose not to be faithful you may choose not to be loyal and committed to what he called you to amen take Demas for example Paul said Demas have forsaken me having loved this present world hey they said Luke is with me it's nice to know who is with you Luke is with me, but Demas is gone. He loved this world more than the world to come. Can you clap into Jesus and give him the high praise right now? Now, God has foreknowledge. And I know the world accused God of predestining us. Two words we misuse, predestination and eternal security. This church does not teach that kind of doctrine. We believe the church is predestined. There is going to be a church whether Brother Neal is in it or not. There's going to be a church whether the top church is a part of it or not. It's predestined to be. And there's going to be a church. And John saw it way ahead of its happening. He said, I saw multitudes after multitudes from all nations, kingdom, and tongues. So it's not going to be an ethnic church. If you're a racist, I'm sorry for you, you're not going to make it. You're going to be lost. Because the kingdom of God is not based on race or culture or language. My friend, from all nation, kindred, and tongue, they're going to be around the throne worshiping God, and their joy is going to be won. Mm-hmm. That's right. And Joshua saw them from all nations. So God is going to pick out of every nation a people for his name. That is predestined. Now I believe everybody that die in Christ is eternally secure. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know what I said? Everybody who die in Christ are eternally secure. Death hath no more power. Power over them but as long as you're living on earth you're not eternally secure you're only secure as you're faithful to the revelation that God has given to you and so people think they can live any old way and God just have to have them my friend when I read 1 Corinthians chapter 10 it tells me God who having saved the people afterward turn around and destroy them who believe not hello and that's kind of God I serve amen because when you turn from your righteousness and turn back to sin all your righteousness will be forgotten and only what you did at the moment will be counted in the end so it pays us to live for God alright so once saved always saved no I believe we're trying to secure when you die in Christ can you say amen hallelujah give somebody a high five and say that's true Hallelujah. Now, hear me today. My question is, where do you rather be? In the harvest field of God or in the field of the potter's house? Where would you rather be? God chose these 12 men to be apostles. But Judas chose to be an apostate. God chose those twelve to be vessels of honor but Judas chose to be a vessel of dishonor. God chose them to go in all the world and preach the gospel heal the sick raise up the dead cast out devils but Judas chose amen, to go in the potter's field and not the harvest field. Amen. Jesus Christ called them all. Amen. And revealed to them everything. Now I hear Jesus Christ praying before he went to heaven. He said, Father, I have lost none. Hello, You know why he could say that? Because God does count. One, two, three, four, five, ninety-nine sheep. One is missing. He said, where is it? Go find it. Amen. She got ten pieces of silverware. We got nine one missing. Go find it. We got ten sheep. Amen. To count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One missing. Go find that sheep. Go find that son. That son is missing. God does count, and Jesus is trying to. Amen. Get a caveat on himself and said, "Father, I have lost none, but the son of perdition." It should be the son of the palace. But he's the son of perdition. Most of you don't know this. The name Judas means praise. Can you believe that? It's the common form of the name Jude, Which means praise. This guy was named to be a praiser of God. A worshiper of God. You know what praises are? You always put the praises up front. That's why Jesus Christ gave him the the most important among all of them was Jews. Do you know that? He had the highest rank and position among the twelve. He had the bag. He was in charge. Amen of administration. And so his name said he is a praiser and a worshiper. But here's the man that never live up to his name. It's like people said, I'm a Pentecostal, but I don't talk in tongues. I said, My friend, that's not possible. You can't be a Pentecostal and not talk in tongues. You might call yourself Bapticostal, but that don't work Pentecostal. Amen. Bapticostal may not speak in tongues, but Pentecostals speak in tongues when the Spirit gives utterance uh, because it's a sign of a believer. Hallelujah. Not a deceiver, a believer. Amen. A deceiver is someone who says, I'm, I'm a part of it, but don't have a sign to follow them. And so Jesus Christ said, one of you going to betray me. Now, what is he doing? Three and a half years. He's trained these men for the harvest field. In the 10th chapter, he, he gave a little touch of the harvest field. He said, go on out and preach the gospel to the Jews only at first. Amen. You know, the incubation period, go out there and learn how to do it. And he said, I give you power over a scorpion. That means all 12 men... Had the power. I'm telling you, church, it doesn't matter how you start, even though it does matter in some direction, but it's how you finish. The finish of your walk with God will going to mean a whole lot more than your beginning. Amen. Because many have started, but few continue. And many are called, but few are chosen. Really, we're living in the end time, church. When God is doing a collecting thing, there's an in-gathering in the latter days right now taking place. And so God said, go out there and work for me into the field. Now, you folks don't know this. Why did God mention the name of Judas' father? The son of Iscariot. Now, please do me a favor. Write that word down. Go home and look it up. And see what that word actually means. It means the son, amen, of an assassin. Amen. It means a man of murder, a hireling, a man of assassin or bandit. Now, here's what happened you'll find all the apostles refer to Jesus either as my Lord. Or my master. Hello. Or my God. You will never find one time. In the Bible. When Judas ever called him. My Lord. Or my God. Amen. He will say rabbi. Because rabbi. Means teacher. Or master teacher. That means. I don't believe that Jesus Christ. Is the son of God. Because what it it was is, Judas came from a father who belonged to what we call today a terrorist group, zealots. Amen. But that does not predestine him to be a zealot. It could be a choice. I don't give your mom and dad a curse. Does it mean you're cursed also? God said the parents' sin will not visit the children anymore. Every man will stand for his own sin. If you sin, you go to hell. If I must do right, to go to heaven. Amen. You're going to stand on your own two feet. And so his father's name means that which is a, an assassin or a highland. So he says, Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot. What does the Iscariot mean? Praisers. But it's a contradiction of term. Praisers. You're supposed to be praising God, lording him, lifting him up for who he is. Let's look at Judas' life. You can tell, you know, that a child by his doing can tell where he's going to end up. And a believer, by their living, you can tell where you're going to end up. There's no question about it. The way you live on earth is going to tell which way you're going. Amen. And so the Bible said when a Mary came by and she took that expensive spinard, a very expensive perfume, and she chose to break it on the head of Jesus. Hallelujah. You think the worshipper would walk, start worshiping God, and start blessing God. You know what he said? Worship didn't come. He didn't compliment her. He criticized her. He said, what a waste. Ah, alone now, you can tell where he's headed. You can tell what he believed. You can tell where his ministry is going. What a waste. What a waste. And the Lord discerned what he said because the rest started to join him. I mean, it was contagious because it was a waste. But he was the instigator of it because he got the bag with the money. So he appraised the value and realized we could have a lot more money had she given me that to feed the poor. He said, look, the poor is more deserving than Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, when you criticize the church, you're cutting yourself off. Amen. He that glorifies God glorifies him. He that criticized him love him very little. Hallelujah. And so the Bible said when he began to criticize what God was going through through Jesus Christ, the Lord said, Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Because what she did will be a memorial to her. Now you think those guys will be happy that our, our, their champion is being perfumed with the blessings of a person who is very grateful for what God has done in their life? Not so. Judas was constantly criticizing. Number two, you can't find where Judas ever called Jesus Lord. He was not his Lord because he did not believe what Peter confessed when they said, Whom do men say that I am? Judas didn't say, Well, I know who he is, even though he heard. But Peter spoke up and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. In other words, Judas don't believe that because Judas believed if he's truly the Christ then he would be overthrown the Roman government. Then my question then, why is he hitchhiking in this ministry? If you don't believe it, why are you hitchhiking? Why are you hanging around something you don't believe? Unless he's got opportunist idea in his mind. He sees the crowd, it looked pretty lucrative, and it looked like he can make a little gain out of this thing because the Bible didn't say he did end up buying a of property out of what he did. And the Bible said when he didn't confess, Peter says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, the reason why Jesus asked the question, you don't know this. Jesus knew that Judas hang around a group of people called zealots that do not and did not believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And they talked about him and Judas was a messenger between the twelve and the zealots. The zealots are, we call them today, terrorists that wish to overthrow Rome. And they found that, that Jesus is not going to overthrow Rome. Jesus didn't come to fight carnal uh, politics, but the sins of humanity. He told them, whom the son set free is free indeed. They said, we're not in bondage. They were looking at the carnal, but he's talking about their sin. He said, I've come to set you free from the powers of Satan, not the powers of Rome, because Rome can only kill your body, but can't touch your soul. Fear him who can kill your body and your spirit, in hell and a lake of fire and I come to set you free from the second death. Well, you do not believe it. Hello? And so about us know that everything Jesus Christ did, he went and told the Pharisees and also told even the zealots. They did not believe. Now what is he doing here? Is he making a road for himself to end up in the final person Reason why Christ came in this world? No, He is a vessel on the Potter's wheel. Jesus Christ said, "Simon, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but the Son of Man." I want to prove something to you today. Do you know Nathaniel? After he was brought to Jesus, said, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God." It take one person to silence this church. Take one person of unbelief who got ulterior motive. Amen. Nathaniel knew that Jesus was the Christ. Because in John, he said, Thou art the Christ because Jesus said, I saw you when you were under that fig tree. He said, You are the Christ, the Son of God. Why did he not speak up? It was the pressure of Judas. But Peter being so impetuous and bold. He said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. In other words, Nathaniel didn't tell you that. You had to get that from God. Because they don't believe I am the Son of God. They think I'm just a prophet. I'm just a rabbi. But he's more than a rabbi. Let me tell you. If you don't believe in the Son of God, you are lost. And so Jesus Christ said... One of you is a devil. Now I want to ask Jesus Christ this question. Lord, you know this guy's a devil. Where do you get rid of him? Well, the same question is pertinent for the devil. You know a long time before he made man that Satan is a devil. When you get rid of him, he serves a purpose. Hello. He wouldn't have bothered Job. He wouldn't have caused the flood to be on the earth. Sodom and Gomorrah wouldn't be a reality. Adam and Eve wouldn't have sinned. But let's uh, see, the devil is used by God to talk to you. To let you decide on the potter's wheel. Will you emerge a chosen vessel or a reject? What kind of outcome when God tried to mold you and shape you and to conform to the image of his son Amen. And make you look like him, think like him, talk like him. Is he going to succeed? Well, I heard a disappointed Jesus in his prayer, the 17th chapter of John. Here's Jesus Christ praying. Father, I haven't lost any. In other words, don't blame me. I did the best I could. I spent three and a half years. I tried to mentor him. I tried to shepherd him. I tried to train him. I tried to Build him up. I try to use him. I didn't give him power, even though I know he's not worth it. I still sent him like he was good. I I hacked around him like it was all right. But I know he's a devil undercover. He's a snake on the grass. uh, But I know who he is. But I tried to save him. I even washed his feet. I, I sat with him at a table. I broke bread with him. I even called him my friend when he saw me as a fool, I treated him right. I did him right. But still, I could not change him. I want to ask you this morning, are you unchanging? Are you beyond persuasion? Are you right now practicing and hoping I'll make it to the showroom, Amen, and not the poorhouse. <clears throat> Jesus said, "I haven't lost any. I did the best I could." He's called the Son of Perdition. One thing Jesus Christ said that really baffled me was, "They sat at the table, and I what if he's the devil?' Everybody doesn't know who they're talking about. He, wouldn't, he didn't tell them because everybody's on suspicion." Anybody could be the devil. Anybody could have been. Look, One that said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> he didn't call him Satan, but never called Judas that. Never exposed Judas. Nobody knew what's in the heart of Judas because God left it untouched. Amen. He wanted Joseph a fair chance of breaking free from that which the devil is bringing in his life. Amen. He said, Whatever you the devil. Amen. Why are you going to betray me? Well, oh Lord, which one? And they're all crying, is it I? Is it I? Thomas says, let's go to Jerusalem and die with him. You know Jesus says? Let's go to. I mean, he just fooled them. Saints of God, in the last days, you're going to be deceived if you can be deceived. You know what deception mean? Look genuine, look real, but it's not. It's a counterfeit. I want to know who is talking to you. Who is counseling you? Who is leading you the direction you're taking? (coughs) Hallelujah. Whose steps are you walking in? Judas convinced the twelve, the eleven rather that they should criticize Jesus and that woman. Amen. And so the Bible know that at the table they sat on the third year, Jesus Christ sat with them at the table for the last time and said, Now, I'm troubled. What the disciples don't know, Judas had other plan. For three years, he's planning. Now, nobody came to him. He went to them. Let me tell you, church, false churches don't come to you. You're the one that went to it. Those false preachers didn't come to your home. You went to them. You went and sat on their pew. You went there and practiced your music and your song with them. And you did all these things. They didn't call you. You, you present yourself. And so they didn't ask Judas to join them. But Judas coming and knocked. Hey, I'm from that group down there. You know what? I know all about them. Anything you want to know? What I know? Uh, there's a lady one time in town. Uh, she got mad at me over a tithing. And so she quit church and went to one of these churches in town. I won't tell you which one and they used her and put her out of the pulpit to to badmouth the church that she was born again in baptized in Jesus name filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke in tongues and lived right and then cancer hit her I mean God blessed her, gave her a good job and and did all this thing for her and then she just turned on the Lord so she left fine we're free, she left and she went to that place that calls a cult, and they embraced her and make her a showpiece. I've got one to show you. And they used her. And they used her. Then finally, she got sick with cancer. She's gonna die. It became a Canada-wide thing. Most of you folks don't know what happened. Hallelujah! Became a, a great thing, and she died. The way she died, she died in the enemy camp. She was by the wrong fire, in the wrong company. You see, I'm so glad God prayed for Peter. I wish was had said, Lord, I, I, I was just said, well, uh, I prayed for Judas. He didn't say that. So I prayed for you, Peter. I see the devil's trying to get you. He's doing all these things. He wants to arrest you, want to deceive you, he want to manipulate you. But I prayed for you. I spent some time. Pray that your faith do not fail, Lord. I pray to God that you would not lose trust and confidence that I am the Messiah. I hope you don't forget that I am He. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't want you to lose confidence like Judas has. I don't want you to lose out like he has been losing out. I want you to remember I am the Son of God. I prayed for you. Because the devil brought the same ifs to them. If thou be the son of God. If thou be the son of God. Let me tell you friend. This church believe in one God. I don't mean three in one. Or one in three. Absolutely one. Like you're looking at me. I'm one person. I don't mean three persons. There's one person. And it's named one. That's what the Bible said. But the devil said, if it's the if, 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 if. The devil's a liar. He's a Mr. ifs. Amen. He told Adam and Eve, ifs, ifs, ifsa. What for those ifs that the devil bring to you? It messed up Adam and Eve. It messed up Judas. And you're no different, my friend. He's the father of lies. I prayed for you, Peter. But your faith on failed. Hallelujah. And then Jesus Christ said something one day. He preached a sermon. <laughs> sermon of the way. You know, there are two kind of preachers in the world. they are preachers who pat to the back. They're lying devils. They won't tell you the truth. So they won't tell you the truth. Hallelujah. They will, not, they will they give you nice, smooth words. You know, Jeroboam messed up Israel. I am flesh of your flesh, I am bone of your bone. That's the house of David. You don't belong to that house. That house can't help you. You know, some people use their ethnic, some use their language, some use their culture. Dear friend, I don't care if Jamaicans go to hell. I ain't going with them. I don't care how they can sing. I don't care how they can preach. I don't marry to a culture. I don't marry to a language. I don't marry to a race. I'm married to Jesus Christ and his divine grace. I want grace, not race. Amen. I want to deal with sin. Amen. Not skin. Hallelujah. You better be faithful to the truth or be lost. Cause the devil will use everything he can to rob you of eternal life. Hey, tell the devil it's not about skin it's about sin it's not about race it's about grace Uh, if they preach the truth go there and stay there and don't leave Uh, I don't care if he came from Nazareth or Judea I'm going to hang around the son of God hallelujah praise God Adam and Eve got messed up and Jesus Christ said, except to drink my blood and eat my flesh, you cannot be my disciple. Lord, that's when God began to separate the boys from the girls <laughs> and the wheat from the tares. Amen. When he said that, friend, they said they walk no more with him. Hallelujah. He said they followed him for the loaves and the what? And the fishes. I know preachers right on the radio and TV and all those things making a welfare Jesus. Hello? Amen. They make him a welfare God. They're crying peace to peace to those who there is no peace but pieces. Huh? And cursing the truth. And the people are like smooth things, smooth talk. Pat him on the back. Well, Jesus Christ began to preach like he's supposed to preach after the miracle was over. And they got angry. At <laughs> a sermon. You think he whipped him with a whip. But I said, we can't take this. Sorry. We're going to walk away. No, all he's was saying was that, except you partake in communion, and eat the bread of communion, and drink the wine of communion, you don't have any fellowship with them. That's what he meant. He's no cannibal. <laughs> He's not asking you to eat human flesh. He said, this bread represents my what? Flesh. And this wine represents my what? My blood. And as often as you do it, it's a testimony of two things. That he came, he died, and revived. And when you do that, you've got eternal life in you. And if you feel unworthy to do that, that means you're not ready for heaven. Simple as that. They walk away left him. And so Jesus Christ looked around, you know, and said You see, you take always take something, you know, God can build this thing up and then shrink it down <laughs> through a funnel. <laughs> Just shrink it right down. <laughs> That's what he does. It's his church, it's his kingdom, it's his palace, it's his crown, it's his robe, it's his throne. You want to sit with him. You for particular. He won't share it with unclean vessels. He won't play footsie. That's such a no. Gone, Jesus. Seven thousand or three thousand gone or five thousand, I don't care how many, they're gone. What are you gonna do? <laughs> the church shrunk all of a sudden, the twelve. And they're still looking at Jesus. Now that was a good time for Judas to leave. Because he does not believe. He said, I've not chose you twelve. Listen now. And one of you is a devil. Not church. He never chose to be a devil. He chose to be an apostle. The Bible says here to be partaker of this ministry. God chose him to be a, a minister. God chose him to be an apostle. God chose him to be one of the messengers, the ambassadors for God, to go in the harvest field and to turn the world to God. That's why God chose him. Hallelujah. Amen. But God said, if I can't trust you on the potter's wheel, I can't trust you either in the harvest field. On the wheel, you damage yourself. But in the field, you damage a whole crop. You're not the quality person I want in the upper room where there's going to be total unity and togetherness. I don't want you there. I don't want you among the 120 when the Holy Ghost poured out. Because you don't believe. And this upper room is for believers, it's not for deceivers. It's for cleavers, not leavers. Can somebody hear me? Said Judas, choose. Will you go also? He said, I've chosen you, but you can go if you want to. The door is right open to you. I wish you'd be in church tonight. I'll blow your mind. God showed us something easy to know it. I'll tell those who are here. They need to hear it. Hallelujah. And they wouldn't go. Again. Old Peter speaks up. You know. Lord. Listen up now. This is a rabbi. Except you believe I'm Lord. You will die in your sin. No man or woman can say Jesus Christ is Lord except by the, by the Holy Ghost. And men spake as they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. Church, we don't look good now, but you watch the exit. Watch where we end up. We're going to the palace of the king, not the pits. Can somebody hear me? Come on, church. Life is short. Life is like a vapor. You won't be here for long. But determine whether you're going to be a part of the potter's field or the harvest field. Determine your destination. Every day you've going to decide which way you're going to go. Hallelujah. Judas, you'll never make it to the showroom. You'll never make it to the king's house. You're not going to make it, Judas, to the place of honor. You're going to remain among the unclaimed, the homeless. Amen. The potter's field is a place where you do this. Reject. Not needed. Not needed. Amen. It's a place where things are rejected. And destroyed. Anybody here have the hobby of making furniture or toys? Anybody here have the habit of playing with fabrics? Making dresses or clothes? Their times, their fabric that no matter what you do with it, you can't fix it. I learned one thing about cookery. You cannot cook a spoiled meat good. I don't care how you season it. Once it's spoiled, you cannot cook it good. And if there's one thing I don't want, it's Satan come and spoil my life hallelujah Judas he said go if you want to peace the world where else God here we go Jews don't believe that That alone have the word of eternal life I didn't come in this building for the for the sake of this property or this building I didn't even come to hear my own self preach I didn't come here you play the piano or the organ I didn't come here because the building is here I come here because this is where the secondary is. The glory of God is here. And where there the where the word of the king is, there's power. Wonder working power. He didn't send them to the temple or the Sanhedrin or the synagogue. He sent them to the upper room. This church believes in an upper room experience and I don't care how many we don't have uh, what we have is good enough uh, as long as Jesus Christ is Lord and Christ uh, as long as he's master and almighty God manifest in the flesh that's good enough for me Woo, hallelujah I say hallelujah hallelujah Prince Charles may not be here and all the rest I don't need need to be here And the last thing Jesus did. Church, this is very plain. And we know all the time the devil is tracking this guy down but doesn't have him. I don't know if you know this. I must preach this one day. The word Purim in the Bible is the final book of Esther. They make a, a Purim feast to celebrate Esther's act. A sentence was sent out to destroy all of Israel. Wipe out all the Jews. Jews mean jewels. Kill them all. Haman planet. Every nation in the world was to turn against and kill them. Esther began to cry to God, pray to God. And it was reversed. And they made an exceptional feast unknown to the nation of Israel. Most of Israel's feasts commemorate what God did for them. This one is different. It's a celebration of what could have happened. But it never happened. Peter, you've got a pyramid in your family. Satan had desired to have you. Satan desired to sift you has. We, I mean manipulate you and send to the gates of hell. but I have prayed for you that faith does not fail because without faith it's impossible to please God and he that cometh to God must believe that God is and that he's a ruler of them that diligently seek him. And in the upper room, you have to spend 10 days seeking God. And if you lose your faith, you're going to join the 380 people who could not hang around. But I want you hanging there because I gave you the keys. What would have happened if he gave Judas the keys? What would have happened? How do you give Jews the keys? Come on, church. I'm sorry I can't preach a good sermon in 15 minutes. Because hell is longer than that. Hell is longer than that. And death knows no time frame. When death knocks, time is irrelevant. You die and go to eternity without time. Let's spend time and redeem the time and buy it up uh, and find out uh, which way am I headed. And Jesus Christ said, wing and betray me. And you know, he put us all under suspicion. And then they said, John, since you're close to Jesus, ask him what's going on. What's going on? And John said, Jesus, who is it? (laughs) <laughs> he's bold. He's brave. He said, who is it, Jesus? The Lord said, the one that dipped right now with me in the sub. That's the guy that I can't trust. As he put, Jesus put his hand, Judas put his hand immediately in that sub. Now, the Judas name is gone. The Iscariot is coming on. The Iscariot part of his name An assassin. A murderer. You know? A mercenary for the Sanhedrin is in operation. He already went to them. They didn't come to him. He went to them. Amen. I'm telling you first, false religion ain't coming to you. You're going to do it. They came out from us and went to that thing. Amen. And he covenanted. He covenanted. He said, look, I will give you. Jesus, if you give me 30 of these stuff right here. Sir, you're only selling your part in the kingdom. He can't sell Jesus. He's not for sale. <laughs> Buy the truth and sell it not out of the way, the truth and the life. No man come to the Father except by me. Do you want to put a tag on your truth? Amen. And so simple. In church, Judas knew what Jesus meant. Say with folks. He knew what Jesus meant. And he dipped. He did what? He dipped. And when he dipped, he walked out. And here's what frightened me this morning. Above all things, it frightens me. That all the time for three years Satan could not Enter The heart of Judas Even when you're backsliding The devil has no power over you Because Jesus is trying To stop it He's working hard To stop it But he ran out of space And time Christ must die amen and so judas proved unworkable not pliable not usable will not be converted and end up becoming useless and worthless will not conform will not be transformed so i must reject him on the reject pile i must turn him back to where i got him from the horrible pit he came from he's not fit for the kingdom. He's a vessel for dishonor. Let's get rid of him and throw him out. And Jesus said, go. First time he ever said this to him. Go. Go do what's in your heart. For with the heart a man believeth and with the mouth we confess. And he asked, is it I? And the Lord said, thou sayest. He said, "What are you planning on doing all these three years? Go and do it now. Do it quickly, because I can't. In no, other words, I can't stand see what's happening to you. I just can't stand watching the devil going to destroy you." He said, "Son, it would to God you were never born. It'd be better if you had never known the truth. But after you've known it, you are selling out so cheap." You're handing the whole thing over to the devil. Do you know what you realize? I am God manifest in the flesh. You're doing worse than Adam and Eve. Go and do it. Do it quickly. Well, I'm troubled. And he went out the door. Church, it happened this way. Look. That's the line right here. Never can't cross it. It's like an Egypt. You can't cross the bloodline. But when Judas did this, it says, and the devil. Did what? Entered where? Into his heart. Now my Bible tells me when the devil comes and finds a vessel clean, what does he do? He brings seven more evil ones than before. The eighth stage of that man is worse than his beginning. Judas gave up the harvest field for the reject field. Three years God is trying to make something out of your life and make you a part of harvesting and you chose. You chose for God to tell you all right. I'm not after you no more. Do what's in your heart. I will not stop you. You know, there's a reminder of Israel told God to Jeremiah, I don't care what God says. I won't do what God says. And God said, just a minute. Go tell him I say this. I'm going to treat you like a woman washing her plate. I'm going to wash you clean and just turn you right over and forget about you. Israel never recovered until the year 2000. Way from the 7th century B.C. And the devil went in the heart of Judas. Now, church, Judas lost control, folks. Can watch it now. He's being led by the devil. That devil's controlling him now. Went right to the high priest in the Sanhedrin. Said, do you want Jesus or not? They said, well, how can we get him? Give him 30 pieces of silver. Hallelujah. And I'll hand him over to you. Judas knew where the truth is. He knew where Jesus prayed. He knew where the disciples were. And he took them with staves and knives. It's a terrible thing. The worst God-haters in Israel was a cousin of Israel or a falling brother. The worst enemy of the church in the present world is a backslider. They cut this up with their tongue. They cut up with their thoughts. They speak evil of truth. They defame dignitaries. Because Satan has come into their tongue and into their heart. And they chose not to be a witness for God, but a part of the wickedness against God. And the Bible said here, they come to get Jesus and he's leading the pack. They don't know who Jesus is because it looked like the rest of them. He said, I'm going to show you who Jesus is. The one that I kiss! That's the guy. Get him. And he says, hold him fast. In other words, don't let him escape. Hold him. You could tell Judas never did love Jesus. Was never a part of his vision. He just played along to get what he could out of it. And when he saw that Jesus Christ was not going to make a merchandise of it, he chose to sell him because he couldn't get what he wanted. He going to get a little bit he could. Three years I trained him. Three years I taught him. I prayed for him, given him everything. And the best he could do for me. And I was been on me! Turn me over to the adversary! And the Bible says, when the crowd came in the nighttime, when Jesus was praying and the disciples were sleeping, he said, Lo, the hand of him that betrayed me cometh. And when he was coming, Jesus would start sweating. He knew it's over because Judas was very smart. He always outsmarted the disciples. They thought he went shopping for the church, but he went to sell out the church. think about it you never know which of you in this building is a traitor cuz you can be very smart and hide it never know never know time is the best judge opportunity is the best judge hell master for the first time Judas lived up to his name he's praising hail me praise you know hail Hitler when turn on the crooked cross hail Jesus he called him Lord called him something else and he hugged Jesus and he kissed him in those days, you don't know, kiss their cheek. They kiss mouth to mouth. That's how they used to do it. In those days. And he squeezed Jesus. And Jesus' sweat is running off on him. And Jesus looked at him and said, Friend? Friend? betrayest thou me with a kiss? After all I did for you. After all the training I gave you. After all the time I fed you and washed your feet and were kind to you. This is it. He said to the soldiers, hold them fast. And the first thing they did, it was mockery. And they were mocking Jesus in such a terrible way. Beginning to whip on him, but church, I don't want to end that way. Let's worship God. Let's worship God. Let's worship God. Let's worship God. But it's not all it's not all like that, church. Because in cl- before I close tonight, day uh, wait for me, please. There's a guy called Apostle Paul. His name was what? Saul of Tarsus, there's always somebody that'll take my place, my bishopric, my ministry, my calling, if I neglect so great a salvation. God will always have a singer, He will always have a player, He will always have a preacher whether I serve him or not. It's up to me to make my call on the next shore. And he met Apostle Paul who was called Saul on the journey. And here's a young man about us know that he sold all to win Christ. He walked away from everything to confess Christ. One betrayed Christ and one is confessing Christ. One became an apostate and Paul became an apostle. And I thought to myself, God, is that really affair? God said, yes it is. They both had three and a half year time with God. Galatians chapter 1 said, Paul said, I spent three years in the Arabian desert with Jesus Christ. Can you imagine equal opportunity? The greatest shepherd ever lived, the greatest teacher, the best of the trainer, the best of circumstance, and he still became an apostate. But here Paul became an apostle. Think about it. Paul said I'd rather die than to leave Christ Hallelujah and so God said Paul I'll make you a chosen vessel I'm going to put you out there on the potter's field would you stand I'm not dumb I wish I could time is always against me everything that Judas failed to become Saul of Tarsus became. Let me tell you why I'm faithful. I'm not the first preacher in this city. There were two before I was. And they're both in hell. You don't know that, but I know that. They're both gone to hell. And I won't tell you what they've done. Deep hell. Deep hell. You won't be the first one to sit on those pews. And there are others like you and me that were before us. Paul didn't make it to the upper room, but he made it to the Arabian desert. And the Lord spent time with them. He said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He said, what will separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus? And he would not deny Christ. Same training. Same leader. Same call. Same ministry. Paul ended up in the field of evangelism called the field of harvest. And he brought forth jewels to God. In the field are precious jewels. God says, I can't send Judas there. Why? Because there's treasures in the harvest field. And I can't trust Judas with treasures in the field. I can't trust him with pearls, pearls of great price in the field. And I can't trust him with the jewels of the field. I can't trust him with the precious fruit. Someone told a joke. I heard it from someone else. A whole bunch of people came to the gate of God. Peter stood there. And they mobbed him. All of a sudden, Peter started crying out to God. And Paul is crying, It's gone! It's gone! And the Lord said, What's gone? What's gone? He said, The pearly gates are gone. They stole it. Did you notice, church? I want you to write this down. because You need to get this, folks. Look at where you go home. Come on, let me do it. Acts 13 Judas' name is missing in the Hall of Fame. In Ezra 2 and verse 6, names could not be found during the reject pile. Nehemiah 7 66 six. names could not be found they were on the reject pile in chapter 7 of revelation then and ephraim left out oh my god and then finally come to my name and your name in the 20th chapter of revelation in verse 15 and whose name was not found in the book of life their name what would have happened if God let Judas go to the upper room I think he would have done exactly what Ananias and Sapphira did and the only reason why they did what they did was the Bible says Satan got into their heart we're going to be Church, let me talk to you right now. It may look like we look foolish, harvesting souls, witnessing, going door to door, knocking, trying to reach people, while apostates have rejected him and forsaken him. He's no longer their Lord in Christ, they're not involved in soul winning, but God has sent us as the 11th hour believer. I'm entrusting you, church, with the harvesting of souls. Because the husbandman has long patience for the precious fruit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't need another Demas or Judas. Give us some Apostle Paul. God says he's a chosen vessel to go out there and work for me in the field. I want to be in the harvest field this week and not on the reject pile I don't want to be there would you bow your heads today I'm going to ask you about the good field are you involved in the treasures in the field will you go out there and look for those treasures for God that's in the field will you go out there and look for the the price, the great price the pearl of great price will you go find it for him Would you go out there and bring home those precious jewels that he said he has out there? I'm asking you to go out there and work for him. And don't let all that training God gave you be lost. Be lost in self. Amen. Interest. Judas was caught up with mammonism. Amen. He wanted money so bad. And he got it and the first thing he did was he bought a property 30 pieces of silver bought him a piece of real estate he got the land got the money but he lost Jesus he lost his ministry he lost his bishopric he lost everything and then when he found out the mistake he made the Bible says he tried to hang himself and while he hung himself not even the tree would support him not even the tree that he hung himself on would support him. He fell and his belly gushed wide open. You know why his belly gushed open? That's where the emotion is. He was unemotional for Jesus. Even when Jesus washed his feet, he couldn't even do that. And what was sadness says he was numbered among us, he had a ministry and he was a bishop but he was not in the farmer's field He's in the potter's field who's God talking to right now I want to believe there's no Judas here so I wouldn't go there but let me believe there are Paul's here who will go in the field Jesus came from the dead but Judas didn't and he said to those who survive and alive and remain Go all the world and preach the gospel that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, among all kingdoms, among all tongues. Church, you know why I survive? I'm surviving to go into the harvest field. Harvest time.